I've seen two really changing trends, if you will, in the world of uh, security officers. I think number one is security officers today must be risk managers and risk managers almost first because there's too many security risks out there to fix everything. The only way that we deal with it today is really if we're able to prioritize, figure out, well, what is the biggest risk to this company? Mobile workforces, cloud applications, and digitalization are changing every aspect of the modern enterprise. And with radical transformation come new business risks. Welcome to Hybrid Identity Protection, the premier podcast for cybersecurity pros charged with defending hybrid identity environments. Presented by Semperis, the pioneers of identity-driven cyber resilience for the hybrid enterprise. And now, here's your host, 15-time Microsoft MVP and Active Directory security expert, Sean Duby. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HIP Podcast. Identity's place in the enterprise has evolved over time. At first, there was no such thing as an identity professional. We were all just administrators of systems that provided some kind of authentication or directory service, such as Active Directory. But as cloud services emerged, such as SaaS applications, and new authentication and authorization protocols emerged to support them, identity has become a central component of an organization's security infrastructure. Because you can no longer count on traditional controls, such as trusted networks, to assume the incoming session is safe. This is the essence of zero trust. But have organization security team structures, have they evolved to recognize this change? Traditionally, identity administration has been part of the infrastructure and ops team, not the security team. Is this changing? Should it change? My guest today is Jim Doggett. Jim has a deep background in information security, risk and controls, and the integration of risk concepts into the information security space. Jim spent the majority of his career helping other companies improve their security and controls posture. He was a partner at Ernst & Young, then served as Chief Technology Risk Officer for AIG, CISO for Kaiser Permanente, as well as a Security Officer at J.P. Morgan. Most recently, Jim has joined Sempris as our CISO. Over the past several years, Jim has been a frequent speaker on the merging of security and risk concepts, implementing efficiencies in the security function, and in promoting completeness and accuracy in all security reporting. Welcome, Jim. Thank you so much, John. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk a little bit about a couple topics or a topic that I'm very passionate about today. Well, I'm very curious to hear about it as well. So let me ask you, what do you see as the role of a CISO today? How is the role of a CISO or the roles of a CISO today, how has it changed from what it used to be? In the, I'll call it the old days when at least, you know, 10 years ago and plus more, most CISOs they operated really, in my mind, off of developing a budget and executing against that budget and then telling everyone what a great job they did. And generally, boards and senior management wasn't that attuned to security, so they liked all the stuff that we did. Step forward to today, and I think that you've got very intelligent boards you've got uh, who understand risk and especially in the security space. And uh, I think the same thing for most management today. And I think as a result of that, I've seen two really changing trends, if you will, in the world of uh, security officers. I think number one is I think security officers today must be risk managers and risk managers almost first because 
there's too many security risks out there to fix everything. The only way that we deal with it today is really if we're able to prioritize and figure out, well, what is the biggest risk to this company? What could have the greatest negative impact on it? And then go in that direction and try to try to make changes and, and manage through that effort. That's sort of step one. Uh, the second, I think, area that security officers today are really having to be focused on is they're having to be, I would call it even more accountable for what they're doing. And I, there I'm thinking about efficiency. Um, are they focused on the right things? Have they automated what they can automate? Or are they just asking for more money and trying to do more and more and build an empire? I don't think that's the way it is today. I think most CISOs today are, quite honestly, they're getting measured on their ability to reduce risk to the company, not on how much they get done or how many cool tools they put in place. I see. So the, what you're saying is uh, not unlimited budgets and being able to provide measurable results to the board based on the budget that they have? Absolutely. Yes, that's it. I think you've hit it dead on. And again, that sounds normal, but it's actually quite different for a lot of us CISOs. We see, a, obviously, the tenure of a CISO in an organization is not as long as it is typically for other high-level management roles, or at least that's the perception. We have seen a turnover of CISOs as identity services, or rather security in general, has evolved quite a bit. As I've worked with different organizations, the position that the CISO sets percolates down throughout the entire organization. Have you seen a trend where CISOs are replaced or as CISOs move on, from sort of old school to newer school, from, you know, no, we won't do anything like this to, yes, we have to figure out a way to do things? Yeah, I th think there's been a very dramatic change in my mind uh, of what that expectation of the CISO, which I think has caused there to be part of the turnover. Of course, everyone always says is, you know, turnover is caused by the first big incident where something bad happens. But I think it goes beyond that. I think there is a a whole lot to the role that, again, originally most CISOs were purely, I will call them very technical people who could put in tools and monitor tools and do that. Today, I think the CISO is much more of a business person. They have to have a knowledge of how the business operates, where risks are, what could, you know, if something goes wrong, what would the impact of that be to the business? And that's not how a lot of people think of what a CISO is, but it has evolved. The good news is that means it's at a higher level in the organization. That's You're seeing more and more CISOs now not report up through IT, but even going into risk or into the finance or even directly. Uh, when I was at Kaiser, I reported directly into the CEO. That's how important they viewed that, that role. That makes a lot of sense, especially in a health organization. One of the things that we're seeing, and uh, I've related this before, is I have friends that are CISOs that have stepped in organizations and then have found themselves... Uh, in a breach situation rather quickly and discovering that, you know, basic controls are not being paid attention to. And so imagine if you're a CISO stepping into an organization, oftentimes it seems like when there has been a breach, details of the breach in the beginning may vary, but after that, they're pretty boringly the same. They're, the basics are not being followed. What should a CISO do in an organization to secure their organization, again, you talk about this being risk management, so it's a matter of prioritizing risk. When they step into an organization or you examine 
an organization, what are the areas that you should be looking at? What are the areas that you should be prioritizing that, uh, you know, it may not be the newest and shiniest, but your risk evaluation doesn't have anything to do with the newness of a technology. It has to do with the risk associated with the technology. I think you're dead on there. And again, this requires today, in my mind, the CISO and the security organization to really step back and say, if this goes wrong, if someone breaches this or this gets shut down or if this happens, what happens to the business? Does the business continue to operate or do the things not happen? Does our reputation get impaired heavily because of this particular event? Uh, are we able to generate revenue still? Are we going to get ourselves into a regulatory I issue that we can't get out of? Those are the kind of things you have to think about and then say, well, if those things happen, I want the ones that can have the biggest impact on the business, not on security, on the business. And those are the ones I want to focus on first. And at least in my experience, virtually every one of those has gone back to a basic flaw in security, uh, at least when there's a when there is a breach. It has always come down to someone didn't patch a system correctly, someone uh, reconfigured a firewall incorrectly. Uh, someone had, uh, they weren't controlling privilege access very well. It's always the basics. So to me, you have to step back and figure out, well, if this happens, what are we, what are our crown jewels, if you want to call it, in our organization? And what are we most concerned about uh, if they're not there? And that, I think, pretty quickly could help you zoom in or zone in on what you need to focus on. Jim, traditionally, identity administration has been kept in the infrastructure and ops part of the organization, of the IT organization. That's where it grew up out of because we were all originally administrators before we became, quote, identity professionals. And as security has and identity have become much more closely associated than they have in the past, security has gotten much more involved. And we've seen some, uh, some trends for administration or the the actual directory service management to move into security organizations. What perspective do you have on that as far as where that's going? Is it going to move into security? Is it going to stay out of security? Where do you see this going? Yeah, I think that's, again, a fantastic question. And as always, I never answer your questions probably directly with a yes or no. I think it's a combination. Security professionals have always been focused on certain aspects of access control and those systems. I think they've been more worried in the past about, you know, do we have change our passwords enough? Do we have complex enough passwords? Are we managing those privileged accounts well? Things like that. I don't think historically we've gotten into the, and worried as much from a risk perspective of, is the system up and running or can it be breached easily overall and things like that? And I think that's what is really changing. And again, putting on the risk hat of a security professional or CISO today, it's an area we have to look at. It's, it's not optional anymore. Uh, the, the risk is a bit too high that a breach could cause a compromise of the identity systems and the directory systems that are out there from a couple perspectives. One is, uh, the bad guys always want to escalate their privileges once they break in. They usually go through a, a, a simpler way to get, get access, and then they try to escalate privileges. That's a good place to do it. The other is the how critical, again, which we've talked about earlier today, is how critical are the identity systems to the company? 
What if they're not available? And I think looking at a lot of the uh, attacks and the de denial of access attacks that have happened, directory or active directory or directory services has become a key focal point for the bad guys. And again, as we've talked about earlier today, if you don't have access, if the company doesn't have access to the directory and their uh, services area, most companies can't operate at all. And I would call that an incredibly big risk that security professionals must focus on. Should be an area of great concern to security and monitoring for security, if not the boots on the ground, identity lifecycle management tasks, you know, provisioning, changing, deprovisioning, that sort of thing. I mean, provisioning, deprovisioning, all of those routine things are critically important. They need to be well controlled. But there's also that bigger risk today that I think security professionals must focus on. I'm not as con as concerned about who does the routine stuff. I'm much more concerned on who is focused on the controls around all of it. You had talked about the evolution of security systems that CISOs tended to focus on. You were talking about access control and other aspects. Would you care to expand on that? To me, access control, historically, most security folks, that, uh, including myself, I've always been concerned about access control. Uh, I was worried about the people changing their passwords or the passwords complex enough, uh, these privileged access accounts, are they being controlled, things like that. But one thing that I think is changing there, those are still important, by the way, because we still have access, at least for the, the time being, we have that. But I think there's a broader issue that, quite frankly, I probably should have been focused on over the last 15 years, but I have not. And that is whether or not the access systems in general are even available. Think about it from your perspective. If, you, if you've got a company and let's say in this case, your access system, Active Directory goes down, completely goes down, can't get it up, can't, can't, can't make it work. What do you do? Uh, can anyone in your company access to do their job day to day? Can your customers get in and do whatever it is they need to do with your organization? Can you serve your customers still? Can you make money? All of those things, in my mind, if you can't get onto the system, they're not there. So that, to me, is a pretty doggone big risk. And it's sort of interesting because over time, as a security person, I didn't worry about a lot of Active Directory. I, just, I assumed that the folks at IT were taking care of that were, and were making it, uh, and taking care of it. And I only worried about it to the extent of who had access to get into it. So uh, to me, that is a an area of security risk that at least a lot of us probably have not focused on sufficiently from a continuity of business perspective. As a risk professional, you're always thinking about controls. And what we're talking about here is the system that actually provides the controls not being available. So one layer behind that. And it, it actually does a little more than just controls. It actually provides the ability for people to do their job too. It is a control. It absolutely is. But without it, the analogy to a car maybe is, is you can't run a car without a starter to start the engine. It's You have to have it. And again, you cannot operate the business, at least most businesses cannot operate without something that allows people access into the systems. It's not like if it goes down, everyone has complete access to everything. It doesn't work that way. What are you looking forward to uh, as you've joined Sempris and given your varied background, what is it that you have on your plate, you know, that you're looking forward to working uh, yeah. with? 
Well, again, I uh, joined Semperis, and in that, let me just step it back for just a minute. Uh, I, I'd like to join a company when I feel there is a, in the market, a big need, or there's a gap of which I can be a part of filling that need. Before here, it was in the area of automation of security so that we can be more efficient. This time, it's about focusing on a what I consider to be a massive risk that I think isn't being addressed adequately across at least some companies or maybe most companies. And that is in that area of active directory or directory services where people get access. Uh, I worry that those systems can easily be compromised and shut down. And in today's world, when you think about all of the ransomware and all of that, that's where the bad guys go. They go and they want to shut down now your Active Directory. And if so, can you, the question I have is, can you recover it? Can you recover it quickly enough where it doesn't have a dramatically negative impact on your business? And I worry that it does. And because this is the space that Semperis has chosen to in, I think it is the right area for right now that most people in security really need to take a second thought about. Well, I, speaking for myself, I'm very glad to have you on board, Jim, to give us the CISO's perspective on what we're doing and our role in the, the industry. I look forward to working with you more, uh, more closely, and I know we will. Thanks for joining us on the Hybrid Identity Protection Podcast with Sean Duby. Be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Visit hipconf.com, that's H-I-P-C-O-N-F.com to learn about upcoming events, view expert presentations, and take part in the conversation.